folks, welcome to the Sloppy Boys, where we take a deep dive into those drinks that you love. I'm Jeff Dutton, along with Mike Hanford. Okay, yes. Hi. And Tim Kalpakis. What is up? Ooh, Mike, that was a little Goldblum action, maybe? I was doing a little Goldblum action. I watched, uh, well, you and I were in a, a hotel room the other day for Joe Saunders' wedding. We're watching a little bit of uh, Jurassic Park. The, the classic. classic Dino Meets Human Park story. <laughs> <laughs> That little yes. roar thing he does in the helicopter is the funniest to me. <laughs> or are you, if you're talking about the T-Rex, that's not a little roar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of a big one. Roar! Um, Mookie made the point that the T-Rex in Jurassic Park sounds a bit like a train. I thought that was you who said that. They, they like, like a choo-choo. Compile a bunch of, compiled a bunch of animal sounds and then a train sound, and there you go. Mm. They didn't figure out the real T-Rex. That was. <laughs> Do you remember that video? From like a year or two ago where like they figured out a, a caveman's voice and he's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they analyzed the throat of a caveman. Analyze this. <laughs> it was like a news clip, right? Yeah. It was, that was ah! so funny. It was like, it was like his panicked scream. Uh, you know, they've also kind of, uh, we know that uh, our beloved Abraham Lincoln had a kind of a funny high voice. It, it yeah. wasn't like a four score and seven. It was like four score and seven years ago. Wait, how, how did that? How do people know that? The like written accounts of. Uh, oh, just, you know, explaining what 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 he sounded like. But because I don't think they're they didn't have the old phonograph back then. Mm-hmm. But it's weird to think here he is some time honored historic guy with a funny voice. Then you have three smooth-tongued podcasters. Yeah, Maybe yeah, we're going to yeah. be the next Honest Abes. <laughs> Four scores and seven years ago. All well, right. Daniel Day-Lewis sort of did the did the real Lincoln voice, didn't he? Now, now, now. Did I tell you about when I went to a, uh, a SAG screening of that movie and saw him talk about the voice and stuff? No. Oh, yeah. No for Jeff and yes for Mike. Okay. I'm glad Jeff you don't because if you said we both said yes, Tim wouldn't have yes. kept going. No, tell me. <laughs> I Normally won. he's not a guy who appears too much, is he? Or is that not so um, true recently? Who, Tim? Does, Tim appears everywhere, and especially there's a free movie screening. I'm there. Um but I went to the Bruin Theater in Westwood, right across from the Licorice Pizza Theater. Uh, mm. <laughs> um Ooh. Regency. Or no, right Regent. Anyway. Steve Spielberg's there. All the hits are there, and they're doing a little chat about their uh, Abraham Lincoln movie. And Daniel Day Lewis is on the panel, which was exciting for me because, as a fellow actor, you know, he and I have a lot in common. Yeah, and, that. Um, he, well, retired actors too. He, yeah, he's come out of retirement a couple of times. I never have. I retired. Not a lot of people don't know this, but after the Birthday Boys show, I told my reps, no more auditions. You want to cast me, cast me, but I won't. Offer audition. only. But wait. Offer only. I like it. Yeah, you you didn't retire from acting. You just retired from auditioning because you've been in stuff since. Yeah, I've graced <laughs> the You were screen. in love. Yeah, he does it as a personal favor. Right. If, if a good buddy of mine needs a part, needs life breathed into a role, then of course. <laughs> we I'll just try. can't get this character right. I'm bringing Tim. He's, he'll bring life to this character. Well, He's like Kurt Russell. Is that what he does? Or Rick Moranis. Who no, I'm like Kurt Russell for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, somebody at this Q and A asked Sir Daniel 
Mm. Uh, is it daunting? Um, you know, like Abraham Lincoln, we all have our preconceived notions of uh, what he was like, and you're playing this historical character. Is that hard to do? And um, are you thinking about the performance you're giving, or are you thinking about the real guy, or what are you doing? And uh, Lewis gave the best answer ever. He he weirded everyone out because he goes, well, here's the thing. Abraham Lincoln, he really existed. So that actually makes it easy for me because if you once lived on Earth, it means that your spirit is still out there in, in the ether. So all I had to do was cast lines out and connect to his to the real Abraham Lincoln, who's still <laughs> here. And yes. he was able to talk through me. <laughs> this is <And> awesome. <laughs> but it was even it gets even better because he he talks his way for like a full minute, and we're all kind of like, you know, nudging the people next to us saying, uh, <laughs> maniac. This man's losing his mind. He wraps it up by saying, Now, of course, everything that I've told you just now is an illusion, but it's the illusion I told myself. Oh, um, I like it. I Ooh. said, You little fucker, you know. You know that Abe isn't ourselves. floating around in the ether and helping you act, but you tricked yourself into it. <laughs> you know, if I was him, my vocal warm-ups. You know what I heard is that in order to um, get into the role, he has to be paid only five dollars in cash. But at the beginning of the shoot, <laughs> he gets paid whatever president he's uh, doing. Yeah, and he looked down at that five-dollar bill and he said, "Abe." I got you, baby. <laughs> I got you now. And I'm holding you prison in my wallet <laughs> for the entirety of this shoot. We could do that funny. We should shoot that. It'd be a funny sketch. And then the, the fiver goes into the wallet. And he's like, hur, 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 get me out of here. It could be funny. <laughs> now, now, now. Well, I thought you said, wait, did you say fiver or fiber? I said fiver, but it's made out of fibers. <laughs> the fiver, the fibrous fiver. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> The fibrous fiber. The illusions we tell ourselves. Yeah, the illusions we tell ourselves. Should we get into some booze news? I think that would be pleasant. Hit it! Oh, great. I don't have the fucking thing. You sent it to me, right? Certainly did. Okay, I'll kill some time here. Oh, no! Look at this. I look at my Gmail. There, it's sitting there. Uploaded, never sent. Ah, damn. Damn. You can probably hear me chewing a little bit. Yeah, don't, grapes. don't do that. Don't, don't I bought do, grapes. Yeah, careful, though. People don't like that. They barely they like, like grapes? the sips. They barely like the sips. Oh, they like the sips. Well, I got grapes, and I'll tell you something. I usually <laughs> stay away from grapes because I don't eat them quick enough. They get mushy and whatever else. Mm. But I'm eating these quick, and boy, they are flavorful grapes. Green grapes off the vine. You ever freeze them, Mike? No. Oh, you got to. Yeah, my mom used to do it. It makes makes them a a little popsicle. I'm going to do that right now. (laughs) No, stay here, Mike. Off he goes. (laughs) Hold on, I got to freeze a grape. Um, Would you bust a grape in a fruit fight? Because I know you got a mouth like a motorbike. (laughs) (laughs) Loud as a motorbike. Uh, No, I would not be involved in a fruit fight for for starters. Have you ever been? Go ahead. No, I prefer to debate people with my words, not with fruit. Yeah, in the marketplace of ideas. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> what about, Ooh, have you guys cracker. ever been in a real food fight? Like, has your cafeteria ever erupted in a food fight? No, but that would be fun. I don't really go to a cafeteria anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Clifton's. No, not yeah. at any of your summits. <laughs> yeah, my, my G5 summits. All right, can we get into some business? Please. Hit it.
Mookie was showing me this artist, Wet Leg. Have you heard of them? No. Heard, not had. You said, baby, do you want to come home with me? I got Buffalo 66 on DVD. Baby, do you want to come home with me? I got Buffalo 66. Mm-mm-mm. On DVD. If you want something grimy, slimy, turns you off, grosses you out a little bit, makes your skin crawl a little bit. Brendan Fraser is the uh, <laughs> scare the crap out Indiana of me. Indiana Jones. <laughs> Coming soon to own on video and DVD. Wet Leg Dry Martini by Josh Barnett. And if you have a booze news team, email it to the Sloppy Boys Podcast at gmail.com. Now, Jeff, you like Wet Leg. You like the song Shays Long. Did you know about this Buffalo 66 song? I did. I'd heard it. Ah. Also, I'm no, I'm no scholar in Wet Leg. I just liked him that week we talked about him. Now but, I'm on to the next thing, Tim. But then, uh, so <laughs> Josh was sampling me in our Patreon episode, Best First Scene. I elected the movie Buffalo 66. Buffalo 66. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Ooh. Josh is also the guy that tipped us off that um, we played at the same Chicago music venue as Gail. Gail? Can you believe it? Wow. Wait also, I got to say, our show. I didn't realize that was Gail in the, I thought that was a cover band. That was Gail herself. The Sloppy Boys and Don't Stop or Will Die played at Subterranean Chicago in October 2021. Yeah. Flash forward, six months, same room, Gail. That's, I, I just looked at that very quickly. Wow. Gail. Yep. Also, our show looked more fun. Gotta say it. Sorry, Gail. No, Gail rules. We suck. I think it's cool that she has a hit, <laughs> billboard hit, like major chart topper hit, and she's touring little venues with a little three-piece band and kind of not Ooh. playing to a backing track. It was a funny, fun yeah, little grunge They sounded show. good. They sounded fun. They're fun. Gail. Dang. I'm back Dang. on the Gail train. Love Gail. Love Gail. Back, back in the chopter copter. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. I'm back on the live rod train. I love live rod. Come on. Hey, when we were, geez, I keep talking about this wedding. When we were at that wedding, yeah, uh, this weekend, you know, we ate at that. Uh, oh, what was it? Pitching uh, post. Super Rica. La Super Rica. Yeah, it was great. As we were going home, Mitch was taking me back to the hotel. There was a big line of people. Uh, sitting out, and we we pulled up. I said, "Hey, what's going on here? What are you guys uh, waiting for?" They said, "Olivia Rodrigo." I said, "Oh my God, she was playing in that town that night." Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing: I overheard a conversation of some kids talking about they were going to Olivia Rodrigo, and I'm guessing it would have been at the Bowl, the Santa Barbara Bowl. Mm, I guess so. I was kind of unclear where we were, <laughs> but I had heard that, and I was like, "Well, that's rather exciting." Then I'm walking to the wedding. I walk past a coffee shop. I hear, good for you, and it, it kind of sounded a little echoey, and I was like, live rod, and wow. I ran up. I was like, could you imagine if she's playing in this little coffee shop? No, it was merely <laughs> the MP3 playing over the echoey speakers, and it tricked me. Oh, man. Um, I looked at tickets, though. I went on uh, StubHub to see how much these, th- they would be. 250 bucks. Yow! Yeah, she's playing Jesus. she's playing small venues for such a huge star. She like played the Greek recently so the, so they can gouge on the The, the Greek's a nice place. Yeah, I saw, well, I Greek saw... is a good uh, ethnicity actually. Mm. Yeah, that's all right. Hey. Hey. Um I'll put a hex on you. <laughs> hex on May you. Zeus strike you down into a little <laughs> goat man. <laughs> the, the greatest of all time. 
not so bad. <laughs> not so bad. I'll take it. I wouldn't mind a Zeus goading. I'm starting to like these Greeks. Um, you guys ready for the booze news? Yes. Yeah, who's got it? I got a couple. Uh, Mike, you had something, right? I got something. I'll save mine to the very end. I guess two little quick one hitters. Uh, I just wanted to mention, uh, hey, summer is arriving. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's going to be a couple little stunty, collabby kind of little attention grabby uh, things from the booze companies. And I got two of them. One, Miller Lite Beer Coal. Yes, it's beer infused charcoal. You put it on Aww. your barbecue grill, makes your food taste like Miller Lite. What do you think? Whoa. Wait, wait, wait. It's coal? It's charcoal for your it's grill. It's coal, Jerry. I don't like it. Mike? Uh, I love it. And I'm wondering <laughs> how... How would they do that? This is good panel. Like, you guys would be good on a British panel show. I don't like this. I love it. The science of it is, uh, uh, my brain is reeling over the science of it. I, I find that type of stuff very interesting. I'm kind of a noob when it comes to coal. Like, I know Here's some people who... Here's what you do is you take a lot of uh, beer and you just cram it down into a piece of coal, but you can't cram too hard or else it'll be a Miller Lite diamond. diamond. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't want it to be wet either. They're just not soaking coal in beer. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Mm. Well, we're probably not going to get to try this because they're doing, they just did like some little drops, you know, like, oh, we sold out. It's like, yeah, sh- no shit. You only made. Oh, they do. <laughs> they, they announced a product that only five people can have and nobody uses it. Here's another limited well, release hold, hold, product. Hold on, Timmy. Fuck. You're, you're a steakhousey guy. Have you ever had a steak and noticed that they were like, oh, this was cooked on wood chips, like cherry wood chips or. I don't understand the flavor going into the meat from coal or wood or whatever. Have, has that ever made a noticeable well, difference? Well, there's to you? a lot you don't understand, <laughs> Jefferson. It's like, well, yeah, like hickory smoked and, and cherry. absolutely yeah, huge difference. Much. That uh, when we were in Santa Barbara, we went to the Hitching Post. We ate steaks. They were made with oak, an open fire, red oak flame going on. Mm. I can absolutely taste that charcoal. If you make burgers. Not so much hot dogs is kind of hard to pierce through that skin, but like if you make burgers on propane or charcoal, your boy Tim can tell the difference, no problem. Um, but my beloved steakhouses, mm. uh, like the really old old ones, I like they're actually doing a cast iron pan. Sizzle, sizzle. All right, next. <laughs> the next stunt, Malort Spritz. Yes, the stinky spirit of Chicago Whoa. has made a nice summery spritz. Um, it's it's a canned beverage. Um, you know, they've been looking for a way to kind of, Malort is a bit of a, a stunt shot, but here's one thing that was interesting to me. Jepson's Malort spritz, it is made with grapefruit soda, hibiscus, lime juice, and Malort. And when we tasted it, we did note uh, that it had like hints of kind of grapefruit rind to it so mixing it with grapefruit soda is not a bad idea this is available in select locations within chicago kind of a tongue-in-cheek way of taking on the aperol spritz i like the idea of that um but i did mention um when we talked about mcgillicuddy what was the what was the menthol 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 stuff like is that really a flavor you want to sit with for eight ounces i feel like some stuff is better as a pow yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the the it has the spritz part of it, it has to cut that down because you can't drink an eight ounce, twelve You'd think. ounce can of this crap. But even that flavor in its diluted form, I don't know if I want to sit with it. Yeah. Right. Because I mean, we don't hate Malort. We think it's a fun, funny thing to take a shot of, and then go ooh. So <laughs> you're, if you're kind of getting rid of that factor, am I going to have a big can and go ooh? 
ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'd try it. I'm curious. Slophead, send it to us. Hey, Tim, now you have my attention. <laughs> <laughs> and this isn't like a stunt thing. This is like they're actually producing these and you can buy them in stores. Yeah, in Chicago. It's, only, it's only available. Um, like there's um, two places in Chicago that are selling it. And if you want to those, know those places, I'll read them to you out loud <laughs> right now. <laughs> Get your ears ready, listeners. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, uh, Maria's and <laughs> another place. I'm not going to read this whole article again. No need to. No need to. I bet Mike's got such a good piece of booze news that listeners will forget all about that. Yeah, come yeah, on. Forget about that because we've got booze news here. So there is something that was brought to my attention. The Instagram 50 Best Bars is uh, at 50 Best Bars. It's a website. It's I think it's kind of like the IBA. It's like a list of 50, the 50 Best Bars. Nice. Mm. And Katana Kitten is on, on hey. that Hey! Cool. And today, uh, seven hours ago, uh, Masahiro Urashido, mm-hmm. the manager, the owner, was named... Uh, Peer voted Alto's Bartender's Bartender of 2022. Fantastic. Congratulations, Masa. We, uh, Jack Schramm introduced us to him, and uh, it's a great place, great drinks, fun time to be had. He's very nice. Uh, the, the little article I read talked about, uh, you know, his he makes his place so fun, which we dealt with when he we met him. He mm. put, like, little fun toys with our drinks and stuff, and he's got a, that good smile. He's got a really welcoming smile, and I couldn't be happier. Formasa, congrats. What a great distinction, the bartender's bartender. Yeah. You know? Like, we're sort of like the podcaster's podcaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard that, that you know, um, Sarah Koenig gets off of work. Uh, she's all grumpy. Scott Ackerman comes home from work all grumpy. Mm-hmm. What podcast did they put on to relax mm-hmm. while they're drinking a Miller Lite? Cereal. Your boys. Sloppy boys, yeah. <laughs> oh, sloppy boys. Um, people ask me all the time. I get, I get Instagram uh, messages like, hey, I'm coming to New York. What place would you recommend? Katana Kitten is always the one yeah. uh, I recommend. So, folks, don't Instagram message me anymore. It's Katana Kitten. Get the uh, that uh, Midori highball I got. The lemon-lime soda. Very good. Oh, yes. And that sandwich. Ooh, that sandwich. Ooh, the fried bologna <laughs> sandwich. <laughs> and that sandwich. Ooh, that sandwich. Is that it for booze news? I'm done. Wrap it up. Punch out. Hmm. That's correct. Punch out. Damn. A little slow there, Mike. Timmy beat you to it because he loves that geek shit. <laughs> yeah, wait. Tim won the. I forget who won the. Uh, who won the Nintendo challenge. That was. It wasn't me. I don't think it was Tim. I, I knew Toad was thirty-two. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly the best piece of information to come down the pipeline on this so pod funny. was the fact that Toad is canonically thirty-two Toad years old. Is thirty-two. <laughs> All right. Are you guys ready for the drink of the day? Yes. yes. This is a yes. big one I've been looking forward to. Really? Yeah, yeah. Me, of all people. Hmm. <laughs> yes, that's right. It's the traditional Brazilian drink, caipirinha. Ooh. Yes, yes. Caipirinha. You've had? No. You've heard. I've had, I've made them for you guys, so Michael, I know you've had. Tim, you I've had? Regard. You've had. I've had? <laughs> you've, you've both had. Jeff, you're a lime freak. Uh, you what? should be ordering these everywhere when, you go. When had? When? 
Um, it was a, it was, it was, it's a device. Here's the thing. The spirit, the main spirit in this drink, uh, Kashasa yes. is a bit divisive. So do you remember back at our old house, we had a little run of having like barbecue, like a grilling and a movie. Like we'd be like, we'd watch, sure. uh, three amigos and I'd make tacos. Do you remember yeah, that? It was, our, it was our grilling and a movie ser- series. It would happen every <laughs> summer. Yes. Uh, yeah, it was free to all Los Angeles residents with a library mm-hmm. card. One of, I don't remember. I don't think we were watching the movie Brazil, uh, but I think that we were watching a Brazilian film or a Brazilian comedy or something like that. And mm. for that reason, I got a bottle of cachaça. I'm, I heard about it because I had seen it on Bourdain. There's in the Brazil episode of Bourdain. He loves him and drinks a lot. Anyway, I, I made them for us and we all had a little bit of trouble with there was a bottle of cachaça left over because we we were oh, no. tripped up by it a little bit. Oh. Interesting. Now, Tim, you had your finger on the pulse because that must have been back when caipirinhas were kind of new on the scene. Mm. I did a little digging and we'll get into the deeper history, but the recent like history as far as its consumption in America, I wasn't seeing a ton of articles about this until the late aughts Mm. or the early 2010s. There were a ton of articles about like, so there's this new thing called cachaça. Right. And here's Brazil's new drink. And I think it coincided with the announcement that Brazil was going to be hosting the Summer Olympics in 2016. Uh There was this newfound curiosity in Brazil's huge, uh, not export, but it's their national spirit. Um, It was often called Brazilian rum. Mm -hmm. But um, in 2012, they made an agreement with America not to call it Brazilian rum anymore. (laughs) An agreement? In February 2013, the U.S. Department of Treasury's Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau published a final rule making the quote-unquote distinctive product of cachaça designation official. Under the 2012 understanding, Brazil now has 30 days to issue a similar regulation to recognize Tennessee whiskey and bourbon whiskey as distinct products of the United States. <laughs> so it was a little bit like, okay, we'll call cachaça cachaça, but you better give us credit for the whiskey. That That is, A, that is so funny that they would have make a little agreement like that. B, I'm now remembering maybe this wasn't at our old house. Maybe it was the Olympics for me. It could have been that at here at my place, maybe I was watching the opening night opening ceremonies and had mm. a couple people over to watch the opening ceremonies, and that's when I made the drink, perhaps. Mm. I don't know. I maintain have not had. Well still haven't heard. It's a drink that uh sounds a little like a daiquiri, looks a little like a mojito. And, um, you know, it ain't too far off. The deep history is that back in 1918, a similar drink included garlic and honey and and was used to combat the Spanish flu. Garlic and honey? We also have sailors who used to use rum and citrus, as we learned, to ward off scurvy. Once they hit Brazil, they switched out the rum for cachaça. But the caipirinha, as it's known today, was invented by landowning farmers in the countryside of Sao Paulo, to reflect the nation's strong sugarcane culture at high standard events and parties. So this is Brazil's national cocktail, and um, cachaça is mostly used for this. Right. Despite being a, a massive, massive drink, they, they down them 24-7 over there. They didn't really get outside of Brazil until later on, hence all this um, Brazilian rum kerfuffle. Ah, so... 
that makes a lot of sense. I heard there's a, a good um, legitimate cocktail podcast called uh, uh, Cocktail College. I resent uh, that, but keep going. Well, they don't <laughs> they don't really talk so much about Lu- Olivia Rodrigo or, or Gail on that show. They kind of focus what on pop the, stars. <laughs> what teenage pop stars do they talk about? Uh, well, they, they I mean, they talked about Katy Perry back in the day, but Killeroy uh, type stuff. No, uh, <laughs> they were saying th- that thing about it being the national drink and saying, like, please don't call cachaça just like Brazilian rum. There, there's a there's a reason for it that's interesting. Uh, these guys on this pod were saying it's like. It's almost like taking it back. It's like this spirit, as opposed to rum that's made from the molasses that comes from a sugar cane. This mm. is a sugar cane by like right off the sugar cane. So like enslaved people that worked in the farms made cachaça with like the leftover froth from sugar cane when it was made of sugar, something like that. So that it it was seen in Brazil by the rich people as like a low class drink. Uh, right. Specifically, the like bottles of cachaça. In Brazil, they didn't want to be known for that. They were like, we have fancy fortified wine and blah, 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 blah. Know us for this. And then decades later, as you almost see this more in food, like on the cocktail college, they were talking about in French cuisine. The blue collar aspect. Yeah, that like sometimes the fanciest French restaurants will take peasant food and make it really well and be proud of it. And it's Ah. like saying, no, this is our culture. So I think that that's why, Jay, what you're saying about Brazil being like, this is the national drink. That's the official drink of the 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 Olympics. All that they're saying, like, look, it is. It might be a part of our. It it might be not what seen as like a fancy cocktail or something, but it, it is Brazilian. We drink yeah. them a lot here, and and my image of it is more just like as opposed to like a daiquiri, simple daiquiri that's like strained and fancy and a bit of an indoor drink. This is like a crushable beach drink that you actually sit in the sun by the beach and you chug. Even the name uh, Caipirinha, I found uh, it's derived the de- the diminutive form of Caipira, which means someone from the countryside. But it's got a little bit of a connotation like hillbilly. Mm-hmm. So Caipirinha um, di- means that. Uh, yeah, Caipira uh, means like someone from the countryside, and the diminutive form or the feminine form. So Caipirinha basically means little country girl. Mm. It's kind of the ev- the, ev- the every this- man's drink. I like it. What this rum's going to taste like? If it's going to be uh, like sweet. Oh, well, here, I I stole a little uh, sip of the one that Jeff got for us, and I and <laughs> it did taste good. As this cachaça can have a grassiness or an earthiness that turns people off, and I I've been like I've put effort into trying to acquire a taste for it, but um, this one that the Jeffy got is sort of a uh, it is akin to a white rum in a way. I like. can't believe this. I, this is the first time hearing of this or seeing it. And you're already acquiring taste. You've been making it for the Olympic ceremonies. My God. I got it. Be, uh, I've had it recently. It was on my mind because of um, those tiki classes I took online during COVID. The ah. spirit guides. I had to. I had to buy it then. When did this? When was this? Invent, Jeff, is this one of the uh, new classics? The or contemporary classics? The new era? The, the-, uh, the IBA considers it a contemporary classic. Mm. I mean, it, it might be like new to um, dummy Americans, but this thing's been around. Okay. I'm going to uh, play a little clip from Parts Unknown. This is the 2014 episode where he goes to Salvador. Oh, hell yeah. And um, this is just Bourdain talking a little bit about the taste, and then I'll talk about the recipe. Caipirinha. And caipirinhas. Did I mention caipirinhas? They do those here, too. I like them. I like them a lot. <laughs> What's magical about this cocktail is the first taste, it's like, I don't know, man. 
it's a little too something. And then like that second sip, it's like, oh, that's kind of good. <laughs> and the third sip, it's, where are my pants? <laughs> so I'm interested to hear, to taste this earthy sort of herbal flavor. Yeah, baby. That's That's, he's describing the we have drinks like that on this podcast all the time where you take the first sip and you're like oh no and then you take two more like, oh yeah <laughs> and it makes sense with this one because it's very limey and it's you really cram in the crushed ice I also think in Brazil I think it's okay to have your sugar like not fully dissolve and have a little crunch to it on the bottom I believe mm, that sounds good well uh, as an ice freak and a lime freak I look forward to this one here's how you make it. According to the IBA, 60 milliliters cachaça, that's two ounces, one lime cut into small wedges, a whole lime. I saw a lot of recipes calling for half a lime, so I'm into this. Four teaspoons white cane sugar. The method, place lime and sugar into a double old-fashioned glass and muddle gently. Fill the glass with cracked ice, not crushed, and add cachaça. Stir gently to involve ingredients. And then there's a little note here. The Kaiparoska, instead of Kashaka, use vodka. Oh. <laughs> Except Kashaka, use vodka. Now, I know I know what you guys are probably thinking. Oh, yeah. Four teaspoons of sugar. Tim probably uh, has a big bag of sugar in his uh, kitchen. Wrong. I got fumigated. All my food was thrown out. Empty cabinets. Ooh. Here's mm. what I did. I didn't want to buy sugar. because I know got- what you did. I went to the Cafe Los Feliz. And yeah, said, you fucking took a bunch of packets. <laughs> one large coffee, please, and then eight sugar packets into the breast <laughs> pocket. <laughs> I like to get hyped up. Smart. A resourceful Los Feliz. Now, here's my question. <laughs> this doesn't seem like much liquid. Can we say? Can we agree on that? Agreed. We agree. This is not. This is not going to be much uh, in there. I don't think. Agree. Can I tell you what you do? In preparation for this pod, I took a bunch of ice cubes, put them in a plastic bag, took a hammer, hammered them. That. So I have crushed ice. So you really want to fill that thing. I got to do. I got to do that still. That might take me a second. But um, you know, so and also wait. I wasn't listening when you went through the method, but I don't think we strain this. You let you let the let the lime gunk sit in your cup, right? Yeah. So that's good. I saw some other ways of preparing that seemed better, like shaking, and uh, you know, I saw a, a lot of the best pictures. You see a big icy glass and little chunks of lime kind of throughout, mm. you know, like decorating the whole thing. Like a big, you're walking around with a, like a lava lamp or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't like all the muddle down bottom. That's what I don't like about mojitos. I don't like clogging up my straw. This is um, shocking. That I'm looking at the method, Jeff. You're right. It's it just says stir gently, but I could have sworn muddle gently, stir gently. I feel like this is such a shaker drink. You I know, mean, people, parts unknown, it, they were shaking the hell out of it. Shake the shit out of it. Hmm. But this is very gentle. This recipe is very gentle. Mm. Shake it. I've also it seen, in order to not make it too like bitter, you can take your lime, cut it in half, and then go around the outside, like cutting some of the skin off so that you're not just like muddling a stinky green skin and get more of the fruit out. But hey, whatever. Okay, whatever. Well, all right. I think we're armed with the proper information. Wonderful. Love it. Folks. See you after the ads. Peace. Cool. I'm looking forward to this one. Me too. To the mixery. And we're back with Kuiperinas. Guys, did you have fun muddling? 
I did. I had fun muddling, and then I hate to break it to you guys. I gave it a little shake, my shaker too. <laughs> I you knew. son of a bitch. I knew you couldn't resist. I tried stirring gently, and it was all just lime and sugar at the bottom, and I. That's a lot of lime in there. Yeah. You don't want to have the Dagobah system down bottom. You want it to float up, up, up. <laughs> I'll tell you what else. While I was muddling, I, I um, got a text from the WGA. They want me to take a, um, a survey, but mm. it says, hi, Tim. This is Spiro from the WGA. And I'm wondering if it's because I'm Greek. They sent the Greek guy to try to <laughs> get my survey. Well. I got a lot of cousins and uncles named Spiro. First sips? I got to tell you, I uh, feel like I'm swayed by the smell already. I do not like the smell of this. <laughs> mm, okay. Would you describe the smell you don't like as grassy? Because people mm-hmm. say it's grassy. I took a little sneaky sip of that cachaça. I took a little sneaky sip. It was almost like tequila. This Herbaceous. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm going in. Okay, here we go. Ooh. Mm. Ooh that is tequila-like. Yes, ooh. I kind of like it. Oh, it's tart and tangy, and it makes you want to have a little bit of fun. It makes you want to, (laughs) wow. I like this, Jeff. That's a nice song. (laughs) Oh, I need to to stir this up a little more. Um, Have you seen the um, (laughs) viral videos of Brazil? There's a dance in Brazilian... uh, nightclubs where like the guy will be like standing and a lady puts her feet on his shoulders almost in like a wheelbarrow position and smashes her butt into his oh face. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well when that. i sip this i kind of made me want to do that dance <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of limes in here when I, I cut up the limes i was like no way this is all fitting yeah i saw a couple good tutorials on lime cutting for this here's mm-hmm. what i did i cut off the poles you know me too he, yeah and then, ah, and then I cut it pole to pole, mm-hmm. and then I V cut out the center, um, tough part, the bitter part, the yeah. tendon. Jeez. And then um, I read somewhere, in order to have less of a pool of like um, much better weight wasted lime juice, you put the you put the lime on its peel side down, and you cut into the flesh. Rather than, you know, if you're cutting into the tough peel, you're just kind of pressing the juice uh, out on the plate or the cutting board. and so Which isn't um, much, but with a small fruit. Yeah, you're going to want that juice. You want that juice. And so then I, I basically cut eight or nine half moons out of this thing, and they're all floating around my drink. They look great. It looks gorgeous. <laughs> it's sure very green and good looking. And I like that you're... You're not just one of these guys who's saying, oh, I'm a lime freak, end of story. I'll drink lime stuff. You're, you're learning the craft of cutting oh, your lime. Just the beginning of the story, Tim. Yeah, it's just <laughs> you're starting your lime journey. Act one. <laughs> <laughs> our, our hero gets thrown into a situation. <laughs> now, this is tart and tangy and zippy and so fun. And I feel like if you handed it to me and I didn't know any better, I would think it was a margarita. With with some, and I would say that spirit isn't just normal tequila. Is that some sort of strange mezcal you've given me? Mm. I, the smell of it is, I do not like that. But you don't taste the, the smell at all. What brand is your cachaça? Mm. Yeah, let me show you. Mine and Tim's um, is Soul. Ah, yes. Leblon. Yep. Leblon. Lebron? Hey, it's me, Leblon. Leblon. Leblon James, the goat. <laughs> When it, on this, it says Brazilian rum on it. <laughs> it says, <laughs> it says Kashaka, 
Well, that says we made a deal. They are not adhering to the agreement. <laughs> Wait, what was the whiskey end of that deal? The, what are they supposed to Tennessee just, and... Uh, it's like they need to uh, start uh, giving Tennessee whiskey respect. And uh, <laughs> Tennessee. Well, well, it was uh, bourbon whiskey and Tennessee whiskey. They need to be distinctive products. But this they made the a, point, like, that would be like calling, um, calling this Brazilian rum would be like calling tequila Mexican whiskey. Yeah, oh. I had some Mexican whiskey, um, kind of recently. That corn, uh, what was the word? For oh that? yeah, what was that? Where was that? Abasola or something like that. And it was uh, in in El Paso. We had this corn whiskey. Whoo! It was delicious. It was sweet. <laughs> yeah, it was different. Um, the sweet you can't beat. You guys ever eaten any uh, Brazilian churrasco cuisine? Mm, yeah. Most popular great. for us would be... <laughs> yes, and I loved it. <laughs> the version Americans would know is Fogo de Chao. You ever go to Fogo de Chao? No. No. You uh, you ever... You know what it is? Yeah, I've heard of it. No. I've heard. I'm not very versed in the ways of food. Well, like, there's one of these on, like, Restaurant Row in La Cienega, and so it's this is, like, a chain version of it. Mm-hmm. But Fogo de Chao, I mean, you'll, yeah, you'll go there. Like, it's like near Buca de Pepo. And, uh, or actually, it's across the street from Lowry's, which is funny because they also have a hook. But Fogo de Chao is the place where they're walking around the room with these giant skewers of meat and a knife. Mm. And the then swords, you, kind of swords. And you have a little card on your table, green or red. Mm. And when you're, when your plate is full and you're eating, you put the red side up. But then when you flip the green side over, you get swarmed by these servers. Wow. Carving lamb and sirloin and oh. pork and chicken right onto your plate. That's fun. Is it? Is it all you can eat, or is it like each? It's all you can eat. Wow. Mm. And it's good. It tastes good. Oh, it's so good. There's there's cheapy versions of it at the farmers market or at the Glendale Galleria, um, where where they're carving it and then weighing your plate. Um, ah, but yeah. What's I don't fogo know. to chow mean? Is fogo what's is chow, what, Fogo what? is like the Brazilian version of Frodo, and de Chao is kind of the the, the Brazilian version. It's a uh, Portuguese for it's baggins. like chow, like 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 chow down. <laughs> Fro- yeah, Frodo of baggins. Okay, I that can... just reminded me Portuguese colonization of Brazil. That's the reason for the the needing to take back your Brazilian pride and say we drink cachaça proudly here. It was because they were. They were Colonized. under Portuguese colonization. Mm. Um, have gotcha. you guys been to Nosa on our beloved Hillhurst Avenue? That's yes. another like local Brazilian place. And before that, I ate at Tropical, which yeah, was I was also- going to say, what was the other one called? Bossa Nova Tropical. That's well, what it was. Bossa Nova is in Hollywood. That's good too. Mm. Damn, I love when you get Brazilian food. Sometimes there's this little powder on your plate that's like a breadcrumb mm. next to your chicken and your beans. There's a little pile of bready powder. You know, it's good. <laughs> it's a pile of bread. Um, Tropicalia, Tropicalia, it was called? Yeah. Tropicalia. Of course, where I saw uh, Lizzie Kaplan get stub her toe on the- On the night oh, of my wow. Christmas party? Way on my way to go to Tim's Christmas party. I had a magnum of Heineken under my arm. <laughs> um, oh, boy, I just spilled. Ooh, that will happen. I was going to say- ooh, With the Caipirinha. I'll tell you something else uh, great about Brazil- the music. 
Antonio Carlos Jobim, girl yes. from Imponema. Yeah, we should cover that. That's a good one. He's got a lot of good songs. I, I got like an album of his in college at some point, and uh, it probably just like a best of. I don't know. And uh, every once in a while, it comes on in my like mix. I say, "Oh, these are good songs, Ooh, baby." You know the very best part of Brazil? What they got? Don't you say it. Butt lift. Thinking about getting one. I knew that was coming from our troglodyte friend Jeff. What? The BBL. <laughs> the BBL. We're all gonna get one once we hit two thousand Patreon subscribers. BBLs all we'll around. Do it as an episode. <laughs> yeah, we're reviewing it. Um. I'm I'm not on board for that. That sounds fun. <laughs> Did you see what happened with my glasses? Wait, wait, now? wait. Did you we we got we were driven by somebody. Do you remember this? Who was in the car with me? We got an Uber or a Lyft, and the woman driving us, her friend got a BBL and said she couldn't sit down for like 30 days. Like you have to stand or lay on your oh, stomach. Oh yeah, that wasn't a lift. Who who was that? Or where were we going? But yes. But it was wild to hear the inside track on like what goes in. What's the prep and post for a BBL? Yeah, she couldn't sit down for a month. Can you imagine? No sits? Yeah, she said. I love to sit. Going to the bathroom was difficult. Oh my God. Number one or number two? Everything. Um, (laughs) Now, the BBL is like a fat transplant, right? Is that different from a butt injection? Hmm. 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 Well, Jeff, while you research that, I'm going to tell you what just happened with my glass you guys missed. Yeah, I spilled happened? a little kyperenia on my desk here, mm-hmm. and then I said, oh, and then I put my glass down so that I could uh, wipe the drink off my pants, and when I put the glass down, it started skating around in a figure eight because the <laughs> desk was wet, and it looked, like a, <laughs> it looked like a hovercraft kind of scooting all around my desk. It was some poltergeist-type shit. Is your desk vibrating? Do you have a vibrating desk? Um, I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah. have a vibrator on. <laughs> hey, watch it. How the yeah. hell is that thing moving in figure eights? Perfect figure eights, he says. <laughs> oh, it just did a triple Lutz. Like, mm-hmm. a, like a Ouija board. A Ouija. Uh, I have uh, clarity on the Brazilian board. butt lift. Uh-huh. It says here, the surgeon uses liposuction to remove fat from your lower body. The extracted fat is then purified and injected into specific points on the buttocks to achieve the desired shape and size. Love it. Does a BBL last forever? <laughs> Up to several years and perhaps even several decades, depending on how well you treat your buttocks during the recovery process. Damn. Got to treat them well. You guys ever do that thing where you go to your doctor and you're like, hey, you think, uh, 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 can I get a BBL? And then your doctor's like, yeah, let me take a look down here. And then you, and they go, ow! <laughs> and he gets blown out the door. You yeah. fuck, you fucking tricked me. You prank me. Your doctor. <laughs> I will every time I go to the doctor. I will say, "Is am I is now the right time for me to get a BBL?" And he says, <laughs> "Mike, no, don't don't screw with something that's already working for you." <laughs> <laughs> and it is. He said it is. He said it you. is. He said he said hey. you're 39. Your your butt looks great. Your anus is tip top. <laughs> you're gonna have you're gonna have a, a summer on the beach that I don't think anyone's ever had a better summer on the beach with that. He's Body. like, see, no, Mike, you can't see this thing like I can. This thing will quit. <laughs> Mike, the the focus of your summer beach body is not the butt. It's, we've talked about this. You have vowed to get abs by the 4th of July. 
abs. And that's what I'm saying. I don't have to touch the butt. The butt is doing its own thing. The butt is yeah. on autopilot at this point. Yeah, but even if it's not, even if the butt becomes a, a pancake ass, you don't worry about it because all eyes are going to be on the six pack. Right. I'm doing the six pack. The abs. Yeah. <laughs> Work the core. Yeah. 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 Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I gotta do a crunch at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Say you better George, get around to that. That's another Brazilian musician, huh? You guys know uh, yes. Guy? He's good. He did all the music for Zizu, right? Steve Zizu? Life Aquatic. Mm. He did all the uh Ooh. Are you guys getting oh. that, that sweet sting and that, that little bit of a hot face? Yep. Not really. Well, you're not taking big enough sips. Um Yeah, there's a reason I'm not taking big enough sips. Mike. Mm-hmm. Save it for the final thoughts. Like you bite right, your let's tongue. Let's get to that quickly. <laughs> Put you out of your misery. <laughs> um, now, because I cheated and shook mine, I don't have any sugar crunchers. Do you guys have any sugar crunchers? Not yet. Mm, let me see what I got down here. Oh, but you're not drinking with this. I don't think you're supposed to use a straw for this, actually. And then you can just get down to the bottom. And- yeah, I don't think I'll be able to get to my crunchers. Oh, I got well, so I'm, much, I'm uh, seeing them. I don't need to. I don't need to fish around. I'm seeing them down there. Ooh, it looks good. Can't wait to get down to the crunchers. Now that mine's a little melty, you know, it tastes like is one of those kind of, uh, what's the word for those pops? Those Mexican fruit vendor pops that are, you know, the flat one on a popsicle stick. Delicious. Um, the lime version of those. Hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Palitas? Paletas? Yes. Yeah. There you go. Palettes. Is that what it's called? Yep. Pal- no, Palitos. Right. All right, folks. Well, should we should we go to a second round? Yep. Okay. Oh, we got to we got to work the advertisement in there somehow. We're gonna get a second round going, and we'll see you right after this. Now we're back with our final thoughts on Kyperinius. Michael, go ahead. Do it. Not an order again for me. Uh, it is the I'm swayed by the smell. I do not like the smell or the madness taste of this madness. I don't like it. Grassy. Yeah, I just uh, I'm not into it. I would, however. I think you got. I would. You got some bad cachaça because I'm not smelling shit other than like lime and ice. It is true. I may have gotten bad cachaça on this day. I would <laughs> modify this. I would modify this with. Tequila. I will try the uh, vodka one. Sure. Uh, I think tequila would be good in here. Well, I mean, because I do I'm, like I like the just insane amount of lime. Yeah, yeah. That's it nice. is insane. That's a lot of lime tart to the taste. Mm-hmm. Timothy, delicious. I love it. This Soul Brand Cachaca you got, Jeff. It tastes like tequila to me. So I'm just having just a crushable beach drink. I want to be sitting in the hot sun down in Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> Rio would be a fun trip for us to take. Yeah. After Ooh. we do the uh, the thing in Spain where we throw all the tomatoes around, zip on down to Brazil. Yep. I like this little globe-trotting scenario we see ourselves in. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, this is... Oof. It's an order again, for sure. The question is, is it a Stone Cold Classic? Ooh. Ooh I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't like that this so. drink is different enough where it feels like it gives you somewhere to go. I feel like any drink you love immediately, you're just going to get used to it over time. Familiarity, breeding contempt and whatnot. This gives you like a little bit of a weird thing you got to grapple with. And I think it's it might be the, that weird little taste that you really fall in love with. 
I agree. Let's say you're having you got a you got a, a couple of friends over at your place. It's a blazing hot Saturday afternoon. Do you want to make a marg? Eh, no, everyone has margs all the too time. Too salty, they'll say. Too salty. <laughs> but you want to, something with a little spin on it that makes you say, "Oh, oh, herbaceous." Like the Sir Paul McCartney <laughs> marg. Oh, <laughs> herbaceous. Yeah, the McCartney marg was a weird one. Pretty oh weird. yeah, that was that was intense. Pretty weird, Macca. <laughs> Macko. Um. So wait, did you say Stone Cold Classic or no? I'm gonna say. This I could see it being a Stone Cold classic. If I think you said if it keeps working hard. If it keeps if you have to hard. if you have to think about it, and we've already got somebody who's not ordering again, I'm afraid that ain't a Stone Cold classic to me. Stone Cold classic. <laughs> <laughs> Mike hates it. It's official. Yeah, we got two loves and one hate. Sounds like okay. Two loves, one hate. Uh, that reminds me of a. I saw this web video about. A certain amount number of girls and a certain number of cups, but um, oh, two girls, two cups. Not on the pod. Not on the pod. Okay, <laughs> let's stick around after the pod, and we'll talk all about it. Yeah, put keep that on the Patreon. Okay, nasty. So we've talked about uh, a certain Brazilian drink, and what you know, we talk. Uh, Brazil has a rich uh, culture, rich history. Uh, as, as Brazil has brought much love to the world, but Jeff, you brought up specifically. Recently, a certain phenomenon, a certain lift oh, that no. was was Brazilian, right? What did you say? Uh, the BBL, baby. That's a Brazilian butt lift. Are you ready for the big butt quiz? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right. You ready? Yeah. Question. Uh, so I'll ask you uh, questions. You just blurt out the answer. You don't have to buzz in. You don't say your name or anything. Ooh, perfect. Ooh, scary. <laughs> Question one. Wop, wop, wop. This certified freak has said that her butt injections caused the craziest pain ever. Cardi B. Cardi B. Michael Cardi B. Oh, I must have been like frames behind. I, that was a glitch. That <laughs> was looking, lag. I'm looking, I had it even before the question was done, but I was waiting for Tim to. I'm looking at the waveform here of the audio file. Yes, Jeff, you were two <laughs> frames behind. Fuck. Okay, question two. Your past doesn't equal your future. This motivational speaker is six foot seven. He must have a pretty big Tony ass. Robbins. Yes, Jefferson's ah. on the board. One one. How are you guys feeling? Good. But Good. I, I could picture him. I just couldn't think of the name. I think your past does determine your future. Go ahead, Tim. You could be a rival guru, dude. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ooh, we should watch that his documentary for the uh, Patreon. It's fascinating. Oh, oh yeah, I've never seen that. Yeah. Question three. Mm-hmm. Youch! This celebrity got his face scarred at one of our old watering holes. Jason Momoa. Jefferson. Ah, okay. So this isn't necessarily people with known big butts. This is just big people. Well, <laughs> do, are you meaning to tell me that you think that Jason Momoa doesn't have a big butt? It, the proportions of the guy, if you measured his ass, do you think his ass isn't big? Where's J-Lo? Where's Kardashian? <laughs> hey, come on! <laughs> okay, here we go. Question number four. <laughs> Boom! This Calabasas law woman has met Yeezy and Skeet. Uh, Kim Kardashian. There you go. There She's you go. met Yeezy and Skeet? <laughs> she met Yeezy and Skeet. She met Skeet. them. 
Yeah. Uh, and a lawyer, too. Yeah, I guess I guess yeah. she's technically a lawyer. She, uh, I, you know she's met Ray J. Come on. Uh, wow. yourself, buddy. Watch it. We're not talking about that tape anymore. 2-2. Two, two. You guys are tied. How are you feeling? I feel two, like two. a ballerina himself. Yeah, yeah, me too. Okay. Alla Kazam. This actor starred in Kazam. Shaq. Jefferson. Shaq Attack. Booge. Shaquille O'Neal. There you go. <laughs> Okay, three, two. Mm-hmm. Next question. <laughs> Look, we've all heard of a BBL, but mm. this guitar was played by BB King, Lucille. Luc- oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. There you go. <laughs> uh, a black Gibson SG, I believe it was. Uh, Gibson Les Paul. Damn me. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, it's tied oh. three, three. So nice. the winner of this question takes it all home. Great. We the best, but I'm not convinced that this full figure DJ knows how DJ to read. DJ Khaled. Ah. Jefferson won it. That's right. Yes. One time met DJ Khaled, and I don't think he knew how to read. Uh, okay. But the winner of the game is Jeff. How do you feel? Tim, I'm feeling on top of the world, ready to get one of those BBLs. <laughs> oh right! Maybe the winner, the winner, the winner gets, gets BBL, BBL money. <laughs> Usually we do scratch off money. But this hey, let's BBL. let's. Uh, here's a little mini quiz. How much do you think a BBL is? I'm gonna, I'm gonna search for one. I'm gonna say four grand. You know that's so funny. I I never know. Like I w- I would have thought like an uh, any type of body modification is like ten thousand dollars. Okay. Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm wrong. I bet, but that doesn't. But like I think it's more in the vein of four grand. So this is what uh, Google came up with. Um, Google. The media, a median industry price of fourteen grand. Wow. Jeez. So so ranging from seven to twenty five grand, but a median industry price of fourteen k. That's pretty cheap. So yeah, I mean, I imagine the Beverly Hills fancy one. I mean, you're gonna end up with a square butt if you get a. Uh, <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with a square head. Grand. I don't see why a square butt is. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, seven grand sounds pretty cheap. Maybe we do it. I, we Card- might be able to now. Cardi B, the one I was referencing in the quiz, she just had like a butt injection that was eight hundred dollars. It was like in oh. like a basement in New York City before she was famous. She just got there's those are like. But then she probably got those it. Those are bad. Redone bad deal. And those yeah, are like you, temporary. You're just kind of like putting liquid into your butt and then it oozes away. Like a lip injection. Yeah. Hmm. We should get fillers for the Patreon show. Hey, there's plenty of fillers on this pod already. <laughs> Ain't talking about that kind of filler. <laughs> oh, you mean like the big butt quiz? <laughs> <laughs> if we went down to no fillers, I mean, this would be a, a five-minute podcast. Yeah, people just tune in. They want to hear about the Malort Spritz and get out. <laughs> Ooh, good. Got my news. See ya. This pod is all filler to a killer. <laughs> That's our show. Follow us on social media at the Sloppy Boys, where we release these recipes ahead of time. Also, be sure to check out our Patreon, where subscribers can unlock the Sloppy Boys Blowout, our weekly bonus episode. Can't get enough, boys? Check out the Patreon. That's patreon.com slash the Sloppy Boys. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. Bye, all. Bye, all.